0: Hi, I'm Marie Jenkins, and this is my podcast, The Secret Diary of Marie Jenkins 47. Plus. Firstly, I'd like to say to all our listeners, Happy New Year! Let's hope that 2021 brings you all your dreams and goals. So, for this episode, we're looking at business startup. And what a fantastic way to start the year than to have an interview with Ernie Boxall from Ernie Said. He's all about how you tell your stories, shaping your story to get your message across. So, enjoy. So, good morning, everybody, and welcome to our business startup podcast. Um, today we've got the lovely Ernie Boxer with us. Hi, Ernie. How are you?
1: Ah, um, well, thank you, Marie, and thank you for this opportunity.
0: Ah, uh, it's absolutely our pleasure. Um, so let's launch into the interview, Ernie, because okay. I've I've known you now for, what for? Ooh. I'd say probably three, four years, isn't it, from yeah, when we so met I at Midlands Business even Awards? More than that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. It was Midlands Business Awards initially. Because yeah. you was there. You was there and what what was your capacity and your involvement? It in? was
1: up until the evening I was helping hard with the publicity. And then it was meet and greet. Ah okay, there you go. The hands, meet Brilliant and brilliant greet.
0: awards. I, I tried yeah. it on a couple of years. Um and I was not successful in getting nominated. I didn't get the, the uh, final yeah. award, but I was very delighted that I'd managed to uh, get shortlisted.
1: Yeah, yeah. Brilliant it's awards. It's a tough process. Tough yeah. process.
0: Well, there's a lot of really fantastic businesses out there, so I can totally appreciate why. Um, yeah. But aside from that then, and the reason why we've got you here today, tell me a bit about you and what it is that you do.
1: Okay, thanks. Well, I am Ernie Boxall, and the company is now, Ernie said, speaking Academy for Inspired Dialogue. Now, we may not be an Academy, but it does make Ernie said. And I help business owners, coaches, consultants, MLM investors and students to make more impact on more people without the anxiety and sleepless nights and dread. That I've heard that they go through. And it's through a program called Shine Instead of Shiver when you face a live audience or the camera. And I'm helping the people to make that impact with their presentations, which I think both of us agree are vital now, particularly now they've got to be done over the camera.
0: Totally agree there, Ernie. I mean, for startups, you know, you're looking at funding and there's crowdfunding, there's investors. And, and being able to come across and pitch your ideas in a confident way is, is very crucial, I'd say. What I would ask you, Ernie, you mentioned MLM investors. What What's MLM?
1: Yeah, the multi-level marketing, right. you know, like um, Forever Living or the people like that. Where yes. these people have got to, originally, they had to talk at parties, maybe. But now they've got to try and sell their wares, their goods, their products online. Much uh-huh. more difficult.
0: Yeah, I think for me, the person that springs to mind is Alison Cotton. And she's she's a forever living um, yes. business. And yes. in fact, she's coming up in our pod. In our podcast in December, and we're excited about interviewing her. But that—that's interesting because she's very clever at um, sort of selling her whole lifestyle and her well-being. And I think yes. uh, the the shine instead of shiver strapline that you've got is very clever, very clever indeed. But let's get yes. to know you a bit better, Ernie. Okay. Tell me about your career path
1: to this point. When I start my webinars and my workshops, I tell people that when I was young, when I was in the 50s, we weren't allowed to talk at the dinner table at all. Dinner was in silence. After dinner, I couldn't talk because my dad had come home from work after a 14-hour shift. At night, I couldn't talk because I shared my bedroom with a a brother who was four years younger. I kept being told to shut up at school. And when I got to the factory, nobody could hear me. It wasn't until 22 that I got up and I used my own voice. And that was at a hooker's wedding a big New Zealand rugby player. His bride was the chairman. His bride's father was the chairman of the local chamber of trade. 140 people were in a marquee and I had to give the best man's speech. (laughs) And I did then what I trained people to do now. I prepared my presentation. I practised it, I stood up confidently, and I performed it. So I prepared it, practised it, my posture was right, and my performance was right. And I got a standing ovation. (laughs) And from that, I realised that this, this is what I could do. And from there, I became a semi-professional football coach, which means that although I was a, I was a a very average amateur player, I was able to get ex-pros and semi-professional footballers to do what I wanted them to do in terms of their fitness and their positions. From there, I went on to become a supply teacher with absolutely no teacher training. Wow. When I went into a class, the teachers told me that I could get 20 minutes work out of the low streams, which the natural teachers or the normal teachers couldn't get. And I think it was because what I did then is what I teach new startups to do now. If they go into a network meeting, Marie... Yeah, They take business cards, yeah? Or they take flyers or a banner. Those business cards, those flyers and that banner have all got the same words on. Yeah. And then you go to another meeting the week after. Entirely different people. Your business cards, your banners and your flyers have got the same words on, though. What you can change is this your Audible business card. Yes. You change the words according to the people in the audience. And so that's why I started to mentor people to get their story correct and then to craft a presentation and then to deliver it so that it makes a real impact.
0: Wow. And is that using the, that 4P model, yep. is it?
1: Is
0: that what you do?
1: You prepare it. Now I prepare, when we go to network meetings, I sometimes say to people, when did you turn up? And they'll look at their watch and they'll say, 10 minutes ago, five minutes ago. I've just come in. I turned up two days ago when I wrote my presentation out, my 60 second pitch. And I practiced it. And people say, well, I don't like to practice. It makes me sound inauthentic. But there's two things against that. Top actors prepare and practice. yeah, So that when they go on stage, you really believe that they are the character that they're playing. And the other benefit is that when you go along to a meeting, and the head of the meeting says, unfortunately, our main speaker hasn't turned up. We'll have to cancel the 20-minute foresight. I'll do it. And yeah, how much credibility will you gain by going to a new meeting and just stepping straight in and Absolutely,
0: delivering yeah, a presentation?
1: Yeah. Which is what I've been able to do on a number of occasions now. That's brilliant, Ernie. That that's really insightful, actually,
0: um, because for, for us in the last year, you've sort of mentioned there that we've moved a lot more online. Yeah. What what do you think in relation to entrepreneurship? Are their biggest challenges and opportunities in getting their story across
1: now? Yeah, it's that, and I'm pointing to the lens. <laughs> okay. <coughs> We know, Marie, that there are entrepreneurs, successful entrepreneurs, who dislike talking to a live audience. They hate talking to that screen, that lens, times 10. <laughs> really? That's, my, that's the experience that I've had. Yeah, yeah. They have far more hang-ups about talking to a camera than they do even talking to a live audience and the words I use I've I asked a group of professionals what three words would you use Mm. to describe your emotions when your turn to speak approaches yeah and the three that they gave me were sleepless nights anxiety and dread wow that's useful to know but when i asked them again about facing the camera yeah they said it was much worse
0: oh see i'm surprised at that because so many businesses now do video content
1: yeah but yeah i can i can appreciate that but it's not always the business owner that does the video content true yeah they sometimes get people in Or, you know, they're given a script. They haven't got to think for themselves.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think, like what you were saying as well, with it being online, you could be projecting yourself and your business
1: anywhere. Yes. Which is the benefit, obviously, that I've had with, we'll mention 4N. I was given the opportunity to work with two women now, one in Sheffield and you in Worcester, three yeah. women. Yeah. Sheffield, Worcester and Manchester. Now, for them to like, know and trust me enough to get to, to collaborate with me, yeah. I would have had to meet them three or four times, I suggest. Which would have meant me travelling to Sheffield, Worcester and Manchester three or four times. Now we've been online. I think this is the future.
0: I think you're absolutely right, Ernie. And, it, and it's so much more productive, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and, and can massively help businesses increase their productivity. So I think yeah. definitely in the future we'll be sort of working like this as, as normal practice. But hopefully yeah. we'll have a, a mix of both
1: sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm all for meeting people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Now, if I could mention one of my other businesses. Which oh, is right. I, okay. Yeah. I ran Storytelling Corner, which was once a month in Leamington. I invited storytellers, authors, poets and musicians to perform to a live audience. We got 20 to 30 people in the audience. And their entrance fee all went to a charity.
0: Oh, how lovely.
1: So that every event, we had someone from a charity come along and they would tell us, talk to us for 10 minutes about the charity itself. And some of them even did 20-minute performance. And I found, and this is what I try and tell my, the people I work with as well, is that when you talk to people, if you don't mind me using a bit of a swear word, I tell them to tell the shit. (laughs) Because we know, Marie, particularly now, there'll be people in the audience who have gone through that same shit or are going through it now. And I say that they are the people who will come up to you afterwards and say, I loved what you said. Can I have a one-to-one with you? You won't need to go to them. They will come to you. They are your audience. They're the low-hanging fruit.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And hopefully
1: that you can add mutual benefit
0: for for both parties. Um, You said Leamington. Is that Leamington Spa in in Warwick? It is. Yeah, yeah. It's it's lovely, isn't it, that you can you can still be based in Leamington, but you could literally be
1: nationwide or even global. Well, this is it, Marie, because when that storytelling corner venue closed down in January, Feb, March, yeah, some group started up called the Virtual Storytelling Guild Worldwide, ah, and that was a group in America which allowed storytellers to tell their stories all over the world through Zoom.
0: That is fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. And and talking about, uh, unfortunately, a lot, we appreciate that a lot of these theatres and that have been adversely affected this year, but I do know that you've actually appeared on stage yourself.
1: I have, I have. Two years ago, coming up to Halloween, I was, I managed to get a role in a production called The Lurker in The Loft. Ooh, spooky. The Loft (laughs) loft Theatre. Now, it wasn't a normal production, Marie. What we did was that we sold tickets in groups of ten. Right. So that a group turned up at a certain time, and we were taking on a tour of the theatre. Yeah. Except that every part of the theatre had been turned into a horror chamber. <laughs> so, if you can imagine, first night, six nights before Halloween, my first role was the doorman outside. And so I had on a bowler hat that was too big, I had a dicky bow that was skew-with. a tailed coat and trousers that were dirty my face was white with black under the eyes a big red scar down here
0: and I carried a five
1: foot length of chain (laughs) and I had to stand on the street waiting for people to turn into the theatre oh right and the first thing I noticed was nobody took a blind bit a notice of me. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: shows that you've considered your peas though there, Ernie. Yes. So you've considered Absolutely. your
1: posture. Yeah. And when people came along and then turned into the theatre past me, I would say, Oh, going to the theater I? Yeah, I can't afford the theatre. I can't afford a ticket. <laughs> All right, then I'll better take you down at night ooh, ooh, ooh. oh excuse me marie marie that man you've come with is he with you <laughs> women and ch- women and children to the front marie if anything happens to him on the way round can I have your telephone number <laughs> <laughs> I love how, How else would I have got away with that? With a woman <laughs> standing next to her. That's uh, a brilliant then, story. Brilliant. But I take them in. I take them into the theatre, and they buy their tickets. And I'd say, ladies and gentlemen, I've got to leave you now. Can I introduce you to the theatre manager. He's crazier than I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. They went. They went around I... the theatre. Yeah. I,
0: I can totally understand why, you know, you've took this niche uh, in yeah. particular in relation to helping people speak, because you come across so confidently and
1: there's uh,
0: yeah. so much people can learn from you, Ernie. It's
1: not but how I what... started, Ernie. Yeah.
0: yeah. So yeah. what's been your biggest learning opportunity since you've started your business?
1: It was to do this. I, I started business in 2002, and I went to the first networking meeting, and I went in the way that I try and tell people never to go. I was unprepared, and so when they came across the sixty-second pitch, yeah, uh, I'm uh, I'm Ernie Boxall, and uh, I'm living in Kenilworth at the moment, and uh, I work with. Um, businesses in Kenilworth and uh, Leamington and uh, Warwick and uh, uh, (laughs) uh, uh, uh. and I noticed that the people in the room with me were doing it. 10, 15 years later, I have practiced my presentation.
0: Yeah.
1: I still meet people. Yes, they're still in business, but they still haven't practiced their presentation. I just think they could be more successful.
0: I t- I They've totally agree.
1: More. Yeah,
0: I totally agree. I mean, it, where I am in Worcestershire, uh, there's a Worcestershire uh, Worcester Speakers Club. Yes. Um. And and I can appreciate that. You know that will help increase your sort of skills. Yeah. And that's fantastic, really valuable, but you also need to understand your story as well. And I think both of those things will massively make massive impact when you're attending these networks. So, yeah.
1: What I do with stories, Marie, is that I've got two approaches. I have a template, excuse me, if it's a live story, a life story. I ask my clients if they know how their mother and father met. Okay. Do you know how your mother and father met, Marie?
0: I do. It was through, um, well, my mum and her sister went out on a night out and met with my dad and his best friend on a night out. And funnily enough, they both ended up marrying their prospective partners from an evening out.
1: (laughs) So you know how your story started, Marie, before you were even born. Yeah. And then I asked people, give me a story from one to 10. They give me a story and I asked them what they learned from it. Okay. 11 to 20. Now everybody has stories from 11 to 20. What did you learn from it, 21 to 30? Yeah. What did you learn from it? There's your story. You can tell your story and the lessons you've learned from it. Yeah. But that's the same with business. Can you remember, Marie, what you were doing one week before you were doing what you're doing now? Uh, mm, The week before you started?
0: That's a great question because... (laughs) Obviously, in my journey, I had poor mental health. So I had a whole year out of being quite right. poorly. But right. um, before I started my business, I would made started making massive steps in my recovery. There you go. Um, but I absolutely take your point is that for those people that think, well, actually, I haven't got a story. But if they actually dip into their past and do it in segments
1: yeah is that the sort of thing you mean that they can build it up yes i've got and if anyone wants to contact me i've got a template to help them
0: oh brilliant thank you that's fantastic fact, what we'll what we'll do ernie is if you're happy with that i can put it as a download on our youtube channel when this video goes live okay yes that okay because as well as Recording this for yes. the podcast, I've also post these videos so people can, you know, if people yeah. prefer to sort of see people in the flesh, they can actually exactly. see you on our YouTube channel as well. Even
1: okay. this flesh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we but love the before we go one
1: There's one very important thing you said there. <clears throat> people say, but I can't think of anything to say. And there is a magic word. And that word is except. I can't think of anything to say except I went on a podcast today with Marie Jenkins and we started to talk about business interviews and new people coming to business, new entrepreneurs, and what they were going to do to move their business forward during the time of camera lockdown. There yeah. we go, There's a story, just yeah. by putting the word except in there.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Nothing happened to me today except.
0: Yeah, yeah. So there's there's lots of real good stories in there. It's just a case of you helping people find those stories, isn't it? That's so it. Tell me a bit more about what sorts of initi- initiatives you're involved in at the moment for yeah. your business
1: or what you've delivered as part of your business. I'm interested to know more. Lovely. Well, I have got an introductory webinar. It's free. It's a 40 minute webinar where, do you know when people talk about taking people forward, they talk about climbing mountains, getting to the top of the mountain, climbing the stairs. In my webinar, I go the other way. I show a picture of a deep sea diver. Because I am diving down to unlock the keys to your awesomeness. They've been (laughs) hidden. The keys keys to you being able to present have been hidden. You've hidden them yourself. And I need to go, I need to take you down to the parts where you can say, "Mm, that was a block. That was a block. We'll clear it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And then I do four webinars in four weeks where we help you craft and perform your story. But then, as I say, I have collaborated now with Luby Lou, the clown. Okay, tell us more. Luby Lou, Lucy Wilkinson, has been a clown since the age of six. Right. And she, for 22 years, went into Manchester Children's Hospital and schools to perform for the children. Yeah. Tricks, dances. She plays the saxophone. She does some magic. She makes them laugh. I got to know Lucy and we talked about collaborating. So now we're doing... Santa Saves Christmas with B loo the Clown, (laughs) where we we will be doing Zoom visits to children's homes to deliver Santa.
0: Oh, how lovely, because when this podcast comes out, which is the 5th of January, that means through the whole of December you'd have been doing these sort of visits visits online, if you like, with, with yes. Louby Lou.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, how lovely. Do you think you'll be doing more of that in the future then? Is Santa, I hope so. Is,
1: is Santa sort of your regular gig, is it? It has been now, but um, I'm sure that... I can't find it now, but... Uh, here it is. <laughs> I can also be... Put that out of the way. I could perhaps also be Merlin the Magician. Ah! make some magic come into your life. (laughs) (laughs) You're such a brilliant
0: performer, Ernie. It really (laughs) has brightened up my day. So tell me then, because you're massively inspirational, but who's inspired you?
1: Many people, but the one I would pick out When I did my first workshop, I told the people in the audience that I have massive respect for the people who can deliver their 60-second presentation, their 40-minute keynote, or their workshops without notes. And there was one man called Peter Thompson. Right. And he he is the world's number one copywriter online, the deliverer of knowledge he lives he lives here around Leamington
0: oh okay
1: <clears throat> and Peter's story is that he actually made over a million in a company and then something happened whereby I think a partner something happened with the economy yeah. and he lost it all oh wow So he built it again by, he started to deliver the 117 ways to sell so-and-so. And And he he would write down 117 tips of about 20 words.
0: Yeah.
1: And then he'd take it to network meetings or workshops and sell it at the back of the room.
0: Yeah.
1: And then he, he he spoke those tips into a recorder. So he'd now got, in this time, a tape of those tips. Yeah. But he'd increased them to 50 words. And then he took those tips and he wrote a chapter on each and sold a book. And then he took it along to insurance companies to sell to their salesmen.
0: Yeah.
1: And he sold the whole pack for £99 to about 40 to 50 salesmen.
0: And that's how he built it it
1: back up again. Yeah, yeah. It was so successful that every company then, a lot of companies said to him, can you come in and deliver that workshop? All he had to do was change the logo. Wow,
0: that's great, isn't it? What a lovely success story.
1: And he teaches now, Peter Thompson has got a whole menagerie of tips and techniques and interviews. He's got how to write a business book in five days. Now, it takes you a month or so to get the information there. But the business book is 68 pages long. Yeah. Which he says is a, it's that that's the length of book that you will read. And Marie, my bookshelf is full of inspirational books of yeah. 200, 200, and 300 pages yeah. that I've got sort of halfway through.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So the bite sized ones actually work for you.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm, I'm going through the process at the moment of writing a self help book. Yeah. For advance your well being based on my journey and my recovery from poor mental health. But, yeah. I mean, having a valuable book that can help you. I mean, in yes. my case, I've, I've been um, having support from a lady called Vicky Fraser. Yes. Uh, from Moxie Books um, mm. and, and it really does help having that person there to yeah. support you on your journey because the thought of writing a book could be quite a scary and daunting prospect, but it's absolutely achievable and we've seen so yeah. many new ones, haven't we, through the lockdown? Yes, yes.
1: So, now, yeah. The, the, the other inspiration, Maria, for Kush mention, and we've talked about him before, Harge Sander. Yes. I met Hardge 10 to 15 years ago when the Midland Business Awards was going reasonably well. Yeah. But we both know that Hardge had some difficulty delegating. And then it sort of, it went down with the crash. Yeah. And I thought Hodge would be finished. Yeah. No. He's back again. Brilliant. And he's he's building an even better Midland Business Awards because he's learnt to delegate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's so many things, isn't there, that you need to learn when you're an entrepreneur and a startup. Because what I can appreciate as an entrepreneur, and I looked at this when I did my entrepreneurial degree actually, was about, you know, as an entrepreneur it's your baby you're passionate about your business but you've got to be able to delegate and outsource to other small businesses and work with others haven't you and and that's key to success is developing those partnerships like like what we're doing today isn't it
1: absolutely absolutely
0: (laughs) I'm sorry, the time has just ran away with us today, and we've had such a fantastic half an hour with you. It's been brilliant! How can people get in touch with you? Because you've said a lot about we want to find out about your webinars. Yeah. Uh, you said about this handout as well. What What's yes. the best way for people to get in touch?
1: Email, Ernie, E R N I E at yeah. Ernie said dot info. And my website is www.ernised.info.
0: Ah, brilliant. Ernie, it's been an absolute delight to have you and for those people. It's an exciting (laughs) start to our new year 2021, and we'll have Ernie on as our lovely business startup guest. So thank you very much, Ernie.
1: Thank you, Marie, and thank you to the audience.
0: Uh, All the best. Take care. Bye.